I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In case we have any overlap of this pod with MRAs, you can just leave now, okay? I'm not interested. Get out of here. Go on, get... Welcome and hello to this episode of I Only Like You in Movies. I'm with the only person I like, Sine. How you doing? That's not true. What? Erica. Lauren. Ashley. <sighs> Kelly. I'm not a ladies' man. I just <laughs> don't know what she's trying to get out there, but okay. We can talk about that later if you like. Um, yes, I like you, Sine. Don't don't try and discredit me. I'm not. I'm just. I'm discrediting the absolutism of your oh, statement. Let's change the whole show then, shall we? I kind of like you and movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this week, we, my name's Lonnie, by the way, we have seen Promising Young Woman, directed by Emerald Fennel, starring our girl, Carrie Mulligan. I didn't think about this until I watched this movie, but, like, the films that Carrie Mulligan is in and that I've seen are some of the best films I've ever seen. Hit me. Drive. Amazing. Great Gatsby. Incredible. Has anyone been more suited for a role than she has been for Daisy, mm-hmm, by the mm-hmm. way? But, yeah, continue. Inside Lewin Davis. <sighs> they heard the cat. What else she been in? That episode of Blink, of Doctor Who called Blink. Wildlife. What was that one? Jeez. Oh, the one that I thought should be called Wild, Wildfire. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's should have been. <laughs> And Education, one of my favourites. Great movie. And she's not exactly prolific, is she? She's been around. The first film was 2005 and then we're in the year 2021 now. Not many films, but all of them bangers, pretty much. 19. 19 films. You know, for someone who's you know been known for Oscars and one of the most famous stars out there. I think that's good, though, because she's choosy and she only mm. t- picks, like, good movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, this one's good, isn't it? That's, that's it what is. I have to say about this. It's continuing her, her winning streak. Mm-hmm. What's the film about today? Hmm. It's about a lady whose name's Cassie Thomas. <laughs> You're really selling it. I love this pitch so far. Well, I'm torn because I don't really want to give away what it's about because... Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot. No, I, I. If you see the trailer, that's all we saw going in. So sure. Kind so of... the trailer, she's sort of semi entrapping, quote unquote, nice guys mm-hmm. at bars who would take advantage of women, and being a bit of a crusader for justice. Vigilante, yeah. Yeah, there you go. The trailer. So we'll go, the end of spoilers, I guess, if you don't know anything about the film, don't listen to this at all. But if you want a general sense of it and what we thought, 
you know, have a listen. You know, Sine's views on trailers and spoilers are very well known by now. Just play, just, why can't you just be normal, guys? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> yeah, okay, so when I, when I watched the trailer, I thought she was, like, killing the guys. I thought it was getting, like, really serious. I thought so she much. was, like, maybe dismembering them. Mm. And I thought it was a bit like a American Psycho, but 2020 and it's a girl. But no. No. Not exactly. I think the film's better for it, for not being that intense. I agree. Although, first gripe, why were they so scared of her? Well, I guess they've been found out. Okay. The one, let's take one of the guys, right? The one where she goes back to his place and he's writing a novel or a movie or a screenplay or whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. And then she turns and she's sort of like tracking him around the room and he's like walking backwards. He could have like, I don't know, punched her in the face and like immediately, I don't know, I didn't really understand why we were all so terrified. I understand the, oh, she's found us out, please don't go to the cops or anything, but like they could kill you in two seconds. Yeah, I guess they're not violent though, are they? They're quote unquote good guys who think they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I guess so. So I don't think they're going to, like, all of a sudden start. I disagree with that. I think the quote-unquote nice guys are the most volatile people out there and that it doesn't take much for them to be tipped over the edge into violence, in my experience. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Maybe the film is making, she's picking these guys because they're ones that aren't going to do that. They're guys who are taking advantage of someone who's clearly drunk. Not exactly. I guess she doesn't know that, though, does she? But... I'm just thinking of, like, any woman's interaction with a nice guy where it's, like, fine and then you reject them and they're, like, oh, you slut or whatever and completely Mm. attack you, dox people online. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's not violent. So is it in the, like, automatically going to beat someone up? Yeah, I know know what you're saying. I'm I'm just not sure if that would be. What What I'm getting at is the film, I think, is showing these guys are cowards. They've been caught out in the moment, and they just want to get out of there because they know if they do make the wrong move now, they're going to be not accused of rape. They're going to be shown to be potential rapists because they're they're just about to do. I don't know if they were scared in the sense of scared for their safety or life in the moment, mm-hmm. but obviously, the, as you're saying, the staging is like she's stalking him around the yeah. apartment. I think they were just like, oh, my God, get out of here. I've been caught out. I don't want to be part of this conversation anymore. I don't know if they were necessarily... Yeah. You're right, they could have gone and attacked her straight away, I guess, but didn't. So. I know, I know. Okay, what do you think about her plan, though? Because she is a vigilante in some sense, because she's not exactly Batman going around beating people up herself, but she's got a different form of justice. She's got plans. She's got, the film actually has, you know, one, two, three, four, five steps of her plan. Loved it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I liked it as a framing device. I liked her plan. I thought... It sort of actualized what a lot of people would wish that they could do. It'd be nice to go back and talk to the dean of universities who have let these campus rapes occur and be like, why didn't you do more? Mm-hmm. She showed Alison Brie what for, didn't she? Oh, Alison Brie. I really like her. Yeah, she's branching out in the last she really few years. I've seen. And I'm enjoying it a lot. She plays bad very well. Sickly sweet in this film, isn't she? Mm. Can we just talk about the casting in general? Yes, you had lots of thoughts about this, didn't you? I do. 
Firstly, I love when casting is metatextual. Mm-hmm. For example, casting Hugh Grant in uh, the best film of all time, Paddington 2, <laughs> <laughs> brought connotations with it, right? Mm. This one, we read something early on. It was a Variety article and God knows how this got through and edited get published, but this journalist, reporter, writes... One can, perhaps too easily, imagine that role might once have been intended for Margot Robbie, whereas with this star, Cassie wears her pick-up bait gear like bad drag. Even her long blonde hair seems put on. It's a weird way to say that you'd rather rape Margot Robbie, but sure. So Robbie's a producer, and so the guy's saying that it would have been better if she was in the role because she's more of a blonde bombshell. Is that the idea? I assume so. So I fundamentally disagree with this on several points, not to mention the misogyny, so I'll just skip over that. Carrie Mulligan is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, firstly. So to say that she's not as attractive as Margot Robbie, I know that's a small gripe to have, but, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Secondly, I think this person has missed the entire point of this film if they think that that role is for Margot Robbie. It's not about Mm. the sort of quintessential popular girl dealing with sexual assault. It's about a girl next door. It's about the best friend. There's a whole thing in this movie where she's trying to avenge what happened to her friend Nina. And I remember us saying when we walked out, like, Margot Robbie would be the Nina. The whole point is that Carrie Mulligan is the best friend seeking Mm -hmm. revenge. Also, just what? Let's put aside (laughs) the fact that kind of implying that there are some people who are better victims or, like, more appropriate victims for this sort of thing. sexual assault. Like, to be raped, you have to be, like, the most beautiful person in the world or something. It doesn't happen to everyone. And it's like you don't don't buy it if they're not beautiful. Yeah. He's right. He's missed the point altogether. So I kind of get get what he's saying, the thing about Margot Robbie's more of a bombshell superstar, good-looking model. Guys like, be falling over themselves at clubs to take her home, that kind of thing. That's what he's getting at. But, like, have you seen the same movie as everyone else? That is not an it's appropriate... Not the, it's no. Not, not the point. It's not ever the point. No. It's not something you would ever say. Let alone get published in yeah. Variety. I was and a bit shocked. She doesn't look like she's wearing bad drag. What the hell's he going on about? I have no that's, idea. That's factually incorrect. He's, he's essentially like women that I think are less attractive to me should not be wearing clothes that are revealing mm-hmm. or should be trying to look beautiful. It's yeah. like what? What the hell? Luckily, she's um she responded to it and she said it felt like I was basically saying that I was wasn't hot enough to pull off this kind of ruse. <laughs> It drove me so crazy. I was like, really? For this film, you're going to write something that is so transparent now in 2020? I just couldn't believe it. 100%. 100%. Anyway, the whole point is that Carrie Mulligan has been cast in this role. She looks very innocent. She's got an innocent face. She's got a girl next door kind of face. Mm. That lends itself to the plot of just having this girl Mm -hmm. that nice guys take home. One thing I'll say is this film was definitely made... People like us, who probably already agree with the points the film's making, this reviewer is probably not <laughs> in the same audience. Not on board, yeah. Yeah, but that, I think that goes maybe some way to explaining why they had such a weird reaction to it. 
But I think it wasn't too long ago. Was it the one of guy writing about Margot Robbie in particular? Did like a variety or similar Vanity Fair piece about her and was just like creepily talking about her? Remember that? Yeah, they're obsessed weird. with her. It's so weird. I Come think on. because she's like the quintessential male ideal, right? She's got mm. big boobs, she's blonde, she's tall, she's been naked in Wolf of Wall Street, a mainstream movie, so they can perv on her. I literally think that that's it. So weird. Anyway, back to the movie. The, the good guys you're talking about in the casting. Yeah, casting. So I loved that they cast, like, stereotypical nice guy actors. Mm-hmm. Like they cast Adam Brody. And in the trailer I was like, why are you casting Adam Brody? He's such a sweetheart. And then I was like, oh, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Brody, Seth from the OC, mm-hmm. he'd never do anything bad, nor would Max Greenfield. Yeah, the Schmidt, Schmidt from New Girl. New Girl. Also Sam Richardson from Veep mm-hmm. with Richard Splett. And Bo Burnham as the the quintessential. Oh. Bo Burnham. He'll, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth and he comes in and he charms even the, her cold heart. Mm-hmm. Bo had a small role in um, The Big Sick that we watched fairly recently, I guess, but he was a YouTuber and he directed a film called Eighth Grade, which got really critical success really. Um, and so now I, I love these branching out to mm. regular films. He's a great actor. And he, oh, God, that scene where he sort of turns on her and says that she's a failure for dropping out of medical stir- school, he, like, walks that line so perfectly mm. between really attentive, loving boyfriend and when you break up with them, absolute asshole <laughs> <laughs> who will do whatever they can to hurt you in that moment. Exactly right. The casting is just spot on. You mm-hmm. even mentioned like Jennifer Coolidge and Clancy Brown as the parents. Yeah. Very much playing against type. Obviously, mm-hmm. Stifler's mom is not supposed to be this very timid woman in this film, yeah. isn't she? She just wants the best for her daughter. And yeah, total opposite of what you'd get from the the MILF from Stifler's mm-hmm. mom and mm-hmm. American Pie. In Clancy Brown. The tough guy's tough guy, you know? Yeah. The prison warden or prison guard from Shawshank playing this really loving dad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um Obviously, it's all meta and it's all mm. playing against type. And we haven't even mentioned um, Chris Lau yeah. as Al Monroe. Obviously, oh. it's like they've, they've taken everyone from um, <laughs> the 2000s TV shows. He's on Broken Mars and yep. you know, mentioned OC and... Also, most recently, he's been our guy on Glow. It's mm-hmm. Bash, mm-hmm. and Bash is a bit of a. I was gonna say he plays a little bit into bit that dark. as Bash, but yeah, um, yeah. If you if you saw all these guys in a movie, you think they'd be doing a sort of fun yeah. bro comedy sort of thing, and obviously, that's the whole point of the show. Like, it's a very good point you've made that it's it's not just the characters they're playing; it's the characters we know no. they play. Exactly, exactly the point. Also, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Alfred Molina is in this film, one of my favourite actors, yeah. as smarmy lawyer turned good, sort of. Yes. And he kill- he's in, like, one scene and he absolutely nails his performance. He is so incredible. Mm-hmm. He played a dad in, in education, didn't he? He did, I'm yeah. I'm guessing that's potentially where he came from. Yeah. yeah. Alfred, not he's never not good. He's no. always amazing, but this one... That scene goes a totally different space than you think it's going to. Oh, oh. I got, <laughs> I got goosebumps because it, it, this whole film is about playing with expectations and, I don't know, it's very 
um, it's an intelligent film because it's it understands what your baggage would be as an audience member coming mm. into it, and then it deals with that rather than making a generic sort of film. Mm. Molly Shannon also plays a not particularly out there role for her, but she does. She often is in comedies and rather broad. In this one, she's she's rather serious. Did you? We recently watched Other People with Molly Shannon. We did. Which was a bit of an odd choice for us to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it was a bad film. It was just like, we wanted to watch something fun. And it was like, oh, yeah, this one she dies and well, it's all about to be fair, cancer. Jesse Plemons was in it and that was sort of our main draw card. Yes. Do you get the weird thing if you see an actor die in a role that you think they're dead? Because <laughs> I saw her in this and I was like, oh, yeah, she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> was it the same for Leonardo DiCaprio? Like after you saw Titanic, you're like, geez, in a lot of films. <laughs> No, not that I honestly understand it's not real and everything, but she kind of plays a similar, she plays a mum role in this as well as that one. I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's still kicking. Good on her. Mm. Yeah, great cast. I don't, I can't fault anyone really. Can we talk about the story? Yes. For me, I thought the first little bit before we got into the actual plan mm. maybe went a little too long. Okay. Because once we were in the plan, I'm like, yep, number three, let's do it. I was, like, totally on board. And I think maybe if mm. I'd gotten there a bit sooner, that might have helped. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, at the end of the film, again, if you haven't watched this, I'm about yes. to spoil, like, the entire point of the film. So Big spoilers ahead. You're going to ruin your life, basically. And so I hope you s- enjoy having no joy in your life. So now you said it. So... The, for the longest time, I was like, she's not going to be dead. She's not going to be dead. Even in the morning when she was, like, laying there, I was like, she's going to come up and, like, stab them both or something and then walk out of the house. Kind of like at the end of, um, oh, God, what's that film called? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The horror one that I liked. Ready or not? Ready or not. At the end where she walks and she's like covered in blood mm. and she flicks the um, cigarette lighter and the whole house goes mm. up in flames and stuff. That's very stylized and mm. unrealistic. But I thought a similar sort of thing would happen where she would walk back to the car in her ripped stockings and mm. blood all over her nurse's well, outfit and stuff. It's funny you say that because that was the original ending. Yeah. The original ending was that she gets away with it. And walks away smoking a cigarette. And it's like, yeah, women. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a necessarily a bad ending. Do you think this ending's better, though? I think that that ending would have been an aspirational ending, not in the sense that we want to kill all men, but in the sense that she gets vindiction. Mm. 
the ending that it currently has underscores the entire point of the film, which is that men can do anything, even kill women, and be excused for it. Mm-hmm. The scene with Schmidt, sorry, what's his name? Max. Mm. <laughs> Max um, and Al Monroe, where Al tells him, I've killed her, and he goes, all right, it's not your fault, don't worry about it. Like, it, yeah, you man. totally didn't mean to do this. It's totally okay. Immediately excusing his behaviour. They hug it out straight away. They lit- literally. And I just, it made me angry, but, like, mm. I put that anger on hold a little because I knew it was, that was the point of it. But this sort of, like, thing that straight white men do for each other, which is excusing and justifying each other's behaviour. Mm. And not wanting to speak up about certain things because they don't want to lose that friendship or make it awkward or say something that maybe the other person won't take very well. Here's the thing. You guys are, like, primed to enact change. These kinds of people won't listen to women anyway. They don't think anything we have to say is of value. And the worst that can happen to us is that we die. The worst that can happen to you guys is you lose a friendship with a guy who's an asshole. And... I don't know, that whole sequence just really hammered that home. The framing of the shot with her dead body in the background Mm. while they're, like, comforting each other and saying, it's okay, we'll get through this, we can handle this, no worries. Just if ever there's been a metaphor for men and women relationships in the 21st Mm. century, that is it. Yeah, I think it was a very good ending. I wouldn't wouldn't have been opposed to the original ending, but Mm. I think this one is, uh, is very cool. Think, and it makes those points stronger, doesn't it? Yeah. It could have ended after they burnt the body. It really yeah. could have. Having the scene at the wedding where they get arrested, I think, was a bit aspirational ending and they took sort of those feelings from maybe the original ending and put that in because mm. I don't think realistically that um, that would happen. <laughs> I well, don't there's people saying online, would they have actually gone to jail because they could have easily said that. Self defense and she came she, to kill them. She came, she came with the scalpel and everything. But it, they burned the body. So they did burn the body. They, they interfered with the dead they body. They get in trouble for that at least. Yeah. I loved the, I don't know what category of film this fits into, but like when there's like clues or something after someone's dead and she's like got the automated text messages and then she mm. already sent the thing to Alfred Molina saying, here's mm. the tape and everything. Um, well, Buddy, Bo Burnham knew where she was and lied to the police. Yep. So he'll get in trouble for that, for sure. Yeah. Such an interesting film and I really want to watch it again and, like, mm. analyse each thing. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it's not a criticism, but it is made for people like us who are woke, millennials. <laughs> are we hashtag woke? We are hashtag woke. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, we're primed to accept the message this film is giving us, I think, which is not necessarily a bad thing because most... We watch things that we want to watch. That and it's made for us. We're the audience that it's made for. It's not necessarily exactly. a bad thing. But I I would like to, not necessarily don't like to know, but I'd be interested to see what other people from other persuasions might think of this film. Well, let's address this, okay? So putting my head in there. Putting your MRA hat on, yes. Putting my MRA hat on. I think the biggest thing they're going to have a problem with is the entrapment, right? Mm. Because after Me Too came out, they're like, oh, we can't even say a nice comment to our female co-workers without being accused of sexual harassment. Oh, we can't do this, we can't do that. Um, You always should not have been doing that because you're being creepy. Well, the only way to not sexually harass someone is to not sexually harass them. I know. 
if you're not doing that, you're not, not a problem. You can still be nice to people, but if you're being nice to someone is actually touching them or doing things that are inappropriate, that's always been inappropriate. Yep. And the biggest thing is that you didn't know. Well, no, sorry, not that you didn't know. There wasn't the wider social awareness mm-hmm. that that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Previously, the woman was like, police are doing this, this is icky, but didn't say anything because of power or whatever. Socially accepted. It's not exactly. socially accepted anymore, which exactly. is Exactly. So the biggest thing I can see the problem with is the entrapment. Oh, these guys were just trying to be nice and help her to get home. No, that's not the point of the film. The point of the film isn't that they're nice and trying to get her to go home. The point is that they're presenting like that and then want to have sex with her when she gets mm-hmm. home. Me and the film and Lonnie and this side of the political landscape call that rape. That's it. (laughs) And the guys know that because once they're called out, they know what they're about to do, don't they? 100%. 100%. That's why I'm not interested in any of these debates about, oh, they were just going to, you know, nice guys are always finished last, you know, we're trying to do the right thing and then we get accused of sexual assault. I think deep down you know that what you were going to do was wrong. And you're just mad at the fact that people are now pointing it out Mm. and you get defensive. And if your immediate emotional response to this film is one of being defensive and then attacking women, I think you need to do a lot of introspection about why that's your default. And I think it probably points at you having some issues you need to work through because this film was actually kind of depressing Mm. for me watching it because I'm like, yep, That's exactly what happens. Women are raped every day, multiple times. Men don't seem to stop. (laughs) It's just... Yeah, and before you get all like, oh, the film's all about how men are awful and men are bad, the dean of the uni, woman. Yep. Alison Brie doesn't get off lightly because she's the friend who didn't believe. Yep. Like, I don't think it's necessarily saying that it's... The men, men are all bad and men are all wrong. It's saying that the way society is set up benefits men and doesn't help women. That's, that's the idea. Also, also to the hashtag not all men people, men disproportionately abuse women. Yeah, if you get upset about someone saying men are bad or men are rapists, I kind of feel like you have to say you're not all men straight away. It's like, they weren't talking about you. So I know. You know? So why do you feel the ne- Why were you mm. triggered so much to put that in then? I remember, like, seeing things on the news and we were watching it together and I've been like, God, I hate men because we've heard some disgusting thing that someone has done. And you're like, yeah. I agree. Awful. Patriarchy <laughs> These bad. people are awful. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be supporting people who do this shit? Mm. Think about that. It's kind of related to what you're saying before is that think about, you know, I follow football and then often there are footballers who get in trouble for mm-hmm. how they treat women. Awful stuff. Don't like it. But everyone's, like, trying to defend them and be like, give them second chances and stuff. And, like, some of that's justified if there's, if you see the guy is really trying to come back and redeem himself, I think that's okay. And sometimes not, though. Yeah. And I'm like, if we're really, like, zero tolerance for this sort of thing, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? We're not going to have women beating thugs in the game? Oh, that would be terrible if we didn't have a few of them. I know. Of course. We should not be accepting of this at all. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why people are so against improving society yeah. and improving behaviour. Like, if, if you want to, don't we always want to be better people and treat mm-hmm. each other nicer? Isn't that, like, the only way that we're going to live together on this planet? <laughs> exactly. And if, if we take a really 
hard line against this. My football team isn't going to have someone who's a domestic commitment of violence. Okay, I'm okay with that. Exactly. <laughs> you should be okay with that. Yeah, if you really want those guys part of your team, I'm like, oh, really? Is that to win a game or just because he's a, he's a nice bloke sometimes when he doesn't beat up his wife? Yeah, like, he's a nice bloke to you. Yeah. Straight men. Exactly. Yeah, I think this film will definitely make some people uncomfortable, but that's good. That means it's doing well. That's the point. There's actually a line in this film that has been circulating in mm. sort of internet culture and society for a long time, but they put it really eloquently in that apparently every men's worst nightmare is being accused of sexual assault, and she says, can you imagine what every woman's worst nightmare is? Mm. So it's not ever been an equal playing field, ever. And this film really deals with that and, and in an intelligent way, I think. Carrie is absolutely phenomenal in this role. She's incredible. I know it's been a weird year for Oscars and movies being released and stuff, but she's got to be up there, right? Oh, Surely she's got to get on for this. Yeah. It's incredible. Even, like, I'm just looking at the cast again. Even Bo Burnham should be nominated. Like, everyone brings their mm. A-game on this film. It is so interesting. The thing I'm really sad about is that most people who need to see this will have the immediate... Yeah. Defensive reaction to it and then won't see it. So I guess that's what I was getting at. The fact that we accept the message and we know going in that we're gonna like this film suggests that we didn't need to see it. <laughs> but yeah. you're right, people who do need to see it or it might challenge their views aren't gonna go see it potentially. Mm. I also found it really difficult, like I try not to think about these things because it makes me really upset. <laughs> and Basically every female friend I've had has reported some instance of sexual harassment or assault and the video like in this story of Mm. being at the college thing and they're essentially gang raping her at a party when she's drunk, none of them thought they did anything wrong by filming that video and I'm probably going to get made fun of, I don't really care. It actually made me really upset and emotional because I was thinking about how many men do I know in my life who have been a part of something like that or something that maybe wasn't okay and either don't engage with the fact that what they did was wrong or aren't interested in having any introspection and are just walking around being Like, how many men do I know who were like this and I didn't Mm. know? It's a very thought-provoking film in that sense, isn't it? Yeah. It makes you really think about life. I just don't understand why this has to happen. It makes me really depressed about society and the world and... Mm. Good movie, though. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, definitely (laughs) see it, guys. (laughs) No, right. it is. It is a great movie. If you if these issues are sensitive to you, you obviously keep that in mind as you go into it. But yeah. I think the film is worth seeing for sure. Just maybe go your lines going in if, if that's going to be something that yeah is potentially triggering, and that's that's okay. This entire film is one big trigger, and it's like that for a reason, though, because but it's I, trying to spark conversation and debate. But I think handled well. I don't think it's gratuitous. I don't it's, think it's, it's not clickbaity. It's not. No, it's not ruining. It's not like taking advantage of the situation no. for exploitation. You know, I don't think so at all. I think it's. It almost seems to me like a snapshot of mm. what society's like. 
yeah, and obviously there's yeah, it's a movie, so there are some yeah. elements that yeah, you know, it's not real life. So keep that in mind. But I think it's yeah, really, really well. well One done. thing I wanted to discuss because we've spoken about the themes for a long time is the stylization of the film. Lots of primary colors when she's in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It's shot beautifully. Yeah. Director of this film was a showrunner for Killing Eve. Is that correct? Season two of Killing Eve. She's a friend of Phoebe Waller Bridges, apparently. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Like mm. composite shot composition, colouring, lighting. Technically it looks incredible. Cinematography is incredible. I just really liked the sort mm. of I like films that sort of have their own feel. And in that way this film almost felt like it was in sort of a closed universe in this mm. like l- little pocket of society. Yeah. Let's not forget the writing and direction is also amazing. Yeah. There's so many laugh out loud moments. It really you know, are. It's a black comedy, but also we were romance in the middle of it as well like it's it's like a rom-com like yeah. a full-on like genuine rom-com between Bo Burnham and her you really feel like you're in safe hands which is the, the best yeah compliment you can give a director I think absolutely are you going to be giving your children suitcases when it's time for them to leave home <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> oh really good I'd I, that's what I mean know. like there's those funny moments yeah. in amongst everything and we, we've had our couple Little gripes there, but I've not nothing major. I, I can't really fault the film, really. I'm going to give it five stars today. Are you straight up five stars? Wow. Yeah, you, you know I'm a bit. I'm a bit like that. You're a bit. I'm a bit laissez faire with you throwing out of your five stars. I like it, so I'm not going to like not like it. So I'm I'm a bit more discerning. All right. In my ratings, okay. give it to us. Give us your stars. I'm tossing up between four and four and a half. Okay. I think I'll go four and a half. It was pretty excellent. But you think there's a little bit slow at the beginning? Maybe for that and maybe, yeah, probably just for that, to be honest, yeah. Okay. Well, we really recommend getting around to this one. Some films we watch are like, oh, that's whatever. If you get around to it, whatever. This one, no, do. This one, definitely. This one and Palm Springs are my favourite from... Yeah, the recent times, okay. The year. They're like Mm. my top two, so, yeah, definitely... Watch this if you can. Yes. Although you will have already watched this because this is a spoilers podcast and you wouldn't dare listen to a spoilers podcast without seeing the film, would you? <laughs> right, guys? Right? Awesome, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you've liked this, please give us a review and rating on your podcast app of choice. And please tell some friends. That'd, that'd be really, that'd mean a lot to me. Hit us up on Twitter as well, right? Mm-hmm. Only like you, Pod. Yeah, we we bloody love to hear from our fans. Okay, until next week. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.